This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, a sixth event podcast, video event one-shots, and an additional video D&D campaign. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dumb Dumbs and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch dice today. Welcome back, Initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. 
Previously, we ventured into the past alongside the mystery punchers as they investigated the horrifying case of Dr. Skellerman, PhD. A case that left poor Benny Jones scarred for life. Now we return to the present to confront a severed hand at the newspaper office where Benny worked. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. So you're looking down at the severed hand sitting in uh, the middle of the editor's desk. And uh, Red, you can't help but to your horror see uh, the old faded scar um, from... Uh, and you, you can't quite remember what Sally used to call it, but uh, it was it, it was something silly. Sally was always getting words just a little bit wrong, but she was always just earnest enough about them that everyone just kind of let it slide. Um, it was something about a, a doctor or, or something, but you you remember um, Benny got hurt, uh, but he he never he never complained about it. He he was always a little scared after that, but uh, he never complained. And now looking down at this uh, this kind of monstrosity, the severed hand, um, you can see just the edge of the scar. And unfortunately, any doubt you had in your mind that maybe this wasn't his um, has fled. Sure enough, the hand in front of you is Benjamin's. Um, So the editor, um, who, if you'll remember, is uh, vaguely like visually kind of a Vinnie Jones motherfucker chomping on a cigar uh, in the uh, sort of canon of... of, uh, pop culture editors, more a Perry White than a J. Jonah Jameson, if that makes any sense. Give me pictures of (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah. (laughs) Give me more pictures of Dr. Skeleton. But um, so kind of a a little less uh, fanatical, a little more businesslike, but still very brash. Um, And you can see that uh, he he does not care for your presence uh, very much at all, uh, as the kind of whimpering of Cheryl over your shoulder would suggest as well. So um, the three of you, having recently been reunited, are standing in the smoke-filled office of uh, the Helmfirth Globe. Um, The editor uh, of the Globe, Artie Wilmot, is uh, kind of staring you down. On his desk is the severed hand clutching the parchment. Um... And uh, you can tell that, uh, you know, the the proclamation uh, that Benjamin is dead is kind of hanging in the air around you. Um, and as your focus kind of comes back to uh, Red, you look up at him and you kind of, uh, you look to Diesel and uh, you look to old man Richter. Um, here's a question. Red would definitely recognize that scar. Uh, Diesel, what... In your state, what what's your kind of reaction? Do you think to something like this? Do you just kind of take it at face value or hand value in this case? What's what's mm-hmm. the deal? Is that real? Great, Richter. How are you feeling about this? I also fully believe you said that out loud because it's oh, hundred percent. Yeah, great. Um, just coming off of the more grounded Richter of the the earlier era, I think. The first thing he says, sort of in kind of awe, is, where did you get that? And he reaches for the hand holding the scroll. Um, Artie, with like the hand the size of like a fucking, I was going to say ham hock. That's a thing people use in books, but it doesn't really make any sense. He's got big fucking hands. He just like grabs you by the wrist painfully. Um... I grab Artie by the throat. And I point my gun at him. 
Shit, okay. Um, Nobody touches Grandpa Richard. Now let's all calm down, shall we? All right, so, um, Red, you've got some options here. Um, I assume, like, you, here's here's a, a question, I guess, about how Red operates. Um, you drew a gun on him, but I think I'm going to leave it up to you. You can still probably use multiple skills for this. I think in a lot of contexts, we'd look at that as something like an intimidation check. But given that you're kind of in a weird pseudo-femme fatale role, I kind of leave it up to you. I mean, when I say femme fatale, I mean in the sense that I think like someone in a noir movie, this is true of detectives, femme fatales, everyone draws a gun. It isn't necessarily a promise of violence. It's just like it can be kind of a slick maneuver. Han Solo kind of like casually cocking his gun at an angle. It's that kind of thing. It's an yeah. opening gambit. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, a, that's absolutely what it is. And what I was going to say is like she, she points the gun Make sure that he clocks the fact that she's pointing the gun, and then she just kind of casually puts it back on her okay, side. Okay, great, 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 awesome. awesome I'm not awesome, looking awesome. to. I'm not looking to shoot anybody today. I'm just like, hey, I got this. How about we all come down? Wicked. So what I'd like you to keep in mind, Claire, moving forward, is uh, feel free to use that in the use of skills that aren't necessarily intimidate. Is I guess what I'm getting at, um, because I think that exactly that attitude, which is like, I have the gun. I want you to wear, be aware of the gun. I'm going to point the gun at you remind you who's in control and then I'm going to shelve it is a very interesting gambit that sets you up for a lot of stuff. So I just want you to keep that in the back of your head so you don't feel like, oh shit, I guess we're in combat now. It's like, yeah, you can still use that in a variety of ways. So basically, um, I think what I'm going to ask for in this case is, um, you can basically, there's, there's kind of, I think four basic techniques you can use uh, with Artie right now. Um, charm, I think is almost off the table, except that the way red deals with charm isn't like, Hey, we're best pals. It's kind of a, almost a wheeling dealing charm. Uh, so you've got charm, um, given that you've gone by the throat, uh, an intimidate check wouldn't be an intimidate an intimidation check. Wouldn't be outside the realm for diesel. I don't think, uh, if you want to try and get out with rational arguments, you could use persuade, uh, alternatively, if you want to try and con him, you you could probably try a fast talk. Although I think at this point it would be fairly hard to con him. Well, I don't know. I Maybe have you can. smooth talk as a talent, which mm-hmm. is a bonus dice to charm. So I mean, I would probably that okay. would be my go-to. So let's let's treat then the putting away of the pistol as uh, a weird shitty Stockholm. City. Yeah, exactly. You can't see it at home, obviously. Uh, Claire just did that classic thing. Cops do were like. It's like, I'm pointing the gun, but you know, it's a, it's a De Niro. It's like, ah, oh, but you know what? Let's maybe, yeah, maybe I put the gun away. Don't worry about it. Um, so we'll establish maybe that that's the tone of, of your opening gambit of charm, which is just like, I could shoot you. I'm not going to shoot you. I'm a nice person. Mm-hmm. So it's that tone, that visual, um, Ryan, when you see her put the gun away, does Diesel react? I will say Artie has let go of the, the hand or the wrist rather. Great. Then I would. Hold on slightly more gently, but I don't think I'd let go until I was told to let go. Do you think you move off the throat to like the, uh, are you like a lapel grab now or is it still a throat grab? I think I'd probably sit him in his chair and just be like, make yourself comfortable. Uh, and I just like <laughs> shove him down by the neck into his chair. And then I just like stand behind him with like a hand on each shoulder. Sure. If he behaves well, I'll probably give him a back rub. But if he doesn't. <laughs> It's a different kind of back rub. <laughs> <laughs> it's one where the spine doesn't, doesn't yeah. necessarily stay in the body anymore. Wicked. Okay, Tyler, the minute you are free of this and they have control of Artie, do you go and check that hand? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll cut back to that in a sec. 
Uh, Red, you've got him. Um, Artie's been shoved into his chair. Cheryl is just like straight up screaming and like running through the office mm-hmm. screaming for help. Um, you've got him in the chair. Um, I think maybe you kick the door shut behind you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have much time. No. Um, what do you... What do you do? Artie, Artie, of all the seven hands I've seen, this one just causes me the most pain, I have to say. Now, how did you come into possession of my ex-friend's appendage? He's, uh, it, was, it was dropped off here at the office. Mm-hmm. Someone mailed it to me. Of course they did. Now... And he, he sort of like nods to a box that's been clearly like knocked off the table. Um, and it's, uh, it's wrapped in like butcher's paper and, uh, you can see there's kind of a, like, a just not, I'm not going to say like fresh blood, but th- there's definitely like dried blood inside the box. That's gross. Um, yeah. Uh, so it looks like there's at least two things we agree on. Well, that's good. That puts us on an even footing now, doesn't it? <laughs> now we went to his apartment doing our due diligence. I, I assume you know, and uh, I found evidence there that someone was trying to to shut my friend Benny up. You wouldn't happen to know what's going on there, do you? Shut him up? What, what you mean, one of the quack files? Oh, is that what we're calling them? I mean, what, what would you call a haunted house lady? A lot more real than you may think, Mr. Artie. And he just feels like the firm hands of, of Diesel on his shoulders. Uh, and he's like, yeah, all right, fine. Um, Tyler, you are uh, at the table. Uh, you pick up the hand. Um, it is the severed hand of a 30-something-year-old. Um, you can't really tell the gender because it's a hand. Um, what do you do? I would like to look at the scroll that it's holding. Um, also, I, I think... and and. Kind of, you can riff with me on this, but um, I think I would recognize the hand of my only human contact that I've had pretty consistently, uh, and also most recently out of everyone in the mystery punchers. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I just want to like trap you in the the minute we pick up a severed appendage. We're like, oh, that's obviously my pal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what that probably looks like um, is oh, that's real sad. Um, you pick it up um, and it's heavy. That's an odd thing about um, uh, this really good book called um, Stiff by Mary Roach, uh, who's a great journalist. Uh, and she basically wrote a whole book about uh, cadavers. Mm-hmm. Mm. And one of the, the things she said is like, everything is heavier than you think it is. And that's really alarming. Sure. Um, yeah. And the one thing they, so they cover up when they're doing like um, medical research and all this sort of stuff and teaching people, they cover the, the faces, but they also have to cover hands. Uh, because weirdly, they're like more so than faces. Hands are the most humanizing piece to the point that this one medical intern um, was dealing with a cadaver and accidentally got their hands stuck in a corpse's hand as though they were holding hands. Mm. And it freaked the hell out of him because it was just such a, a human thing. And we yeah. forget kind of how, how much our hands matter. Yeah, yeah. So I think as you pick it up, at first, it's very much like this is a hunk of meat. Like this is, this is an object, not even a hunk of meat. This is an artifact. Uh, you pick it up. It's heavier than you think. Um, but then as you turn it over, you kind of, you see the familiar lines that it's a hand you've seen grasping a teacup mm-hmm. across from you so many times. Uh, and you recognize the scar and you vaguely remember, um, the fear you felt back during the, uh, Dr. Skeleton PhD case. Um, when you saw this like brave little kid try and stop a knife and this isn't something you've thought of in years. I don't right. Think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, I think you're actually hit by kind of like a wave of humanity that you weren't expecting because this isn't an artifact anymore. This is this is your friend. Mm. Um, however, there's also a little bit of exhilaration because even if this horrible thing happened to him, it means he was he was right, and that means you're right, and the two of you were onto something. And it is just his hand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you also remember um, in your dream him saying that everything was going to be all right, and you you kind of hang on to that. Um, you force the the parchment out, uh, and to your surprise, it seems to be uh, the page of a Bible. Um, and if I knew Bible verses better, I'd have like a really poignant page. But um, more importantly, <laughs> so just like got some dumb bullshit in mind. Yeah, yeah. Just like, <laughs> and this is the part of the Bible where God said He carried me, and those are the footsteps on the beach. Yeah, he's yeah. like, uh, it's also begat so and so. It's it's one of the begat pages so, where it's just yeah. So then they got their dad drunk and laid down with them in a cave. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, what uh, passage it is doesn't matter so much as what is written on it. Of the the paper shuffling here, folks at home. Um, so, Richter, you find yourself looking at this symbol. Um, that has been um, drawn all over the page. Uh, so, for those of you at home, uh, the symbol is uh, an eye in a triangle um, with kind of a long line extending from each. Uh, corner of the triangle, mm-hmm. um, and it's been drawn centrally in, in uh, and it all, it's all ink. There's there's no blood, um, but it's it's very scratchy, like quill style ink. Um, been drawn large and in charge in the middle of the page, and then just constantly repeated over and over and over and over over again in like smaller and bigger varieties. Uh, and when you flip it over, same sort of deal, just constantly over and over and over over again. Um, can you roll me, please? A medicine check. Well, this is going to be bad. <laughs> uh, or I take a spot hidden. Uh, I'll, I'll gladly take spot hidden over medicine. You're fucking welcome, Tyler. Thanks. <laughs> uh, and I actually fail by one. I rolled a 71 and spot hidden for a regular success is 70. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you, you're looking at the paper um, and uh, it... You feel ill. Um, you you feel an odd sense of deja vu, but you can't place it, and you're not you're not quite sure what what you're looking at. Um, Smash get back to uh, red. So you are standing kind of I think probably in like a jaunty way against the table. Hands in pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you've established yourself. Um, obviously, Diesel's in in the right position for all this. Uh, so, what do you want to talk to Artie about? So, Artie, tell me, tell me what exactly you didn't want my previous friend, Benny, if he is really dead. We just have his hand. I think you're jumping the gun a bit. However, uh, tell me exactly what you didn't want him writing about. Look, we're running a newspaper here, and, and, you know, we get quacks like fucking hair jackass over here. I'd appreciate you using a nicer tone. I squeeze him. Uh, Oh, God. Hey friends, it's Ryan, but like regular Ryan, as himself, talking about dum-dums and dice. Yeah, so I'm one of the people behind this show. Obviously, you're listening to the show. You're loving this show. Somebody's doing great. Probably probably not me, but like Tom, he does really good work. Tyler does really good work. Uh, 
third person also does really good work. I don't know what show this is on. But the important thing is that you can support the show and join the show at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's right. That address that I totally just said. Go there. Join Dum Dums and Dice. Support the show. It's going to be great. Kaiser jackass. What do you want me to call I this squeeze guy? him harder. <laughs> Try ah! again. He he's by this point he's like because he's still got the cigar chomped. He's clearly like bit through the cigar, so it's not like a weird, honestly visually kind of hilarious angle now. But it's <laughs> it's from from pain, and you can see it's starting to disintegrate in his mouth. I'm gonna crouch down in front of him and just be like, "Yes, you're a very strong, determined man. Congratulations. Now tell me what I need to know." Uh, look, we get cranks in here all the time talking all sorts of stories about the town. It's my job to report the news. The news isn't what some old man who runs a store and wants to drum up business thinks. It's not what some kid who never got over stories of ghosts and ghouls thinks. There are real monsters in this world. We just got done fighting some, and if I what I hear is correct, we're going to be fighting more soon. And you don't want to start a war with one of them. And she just looks him dead in the eye. Tell me about the Corbett house. The Corbett house? It's an old house. I squeeze him. God damn it! What do you want? What do you want from me? It's an old house. What's your what, What's your problem? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Your your dead friend. Yeah, he thought he thought it was it was haunted. He thought it was a haunted house. You know how stupid that sounds. What is this? Halloween? I squeeze him again. Um, he he like like at this point like the cigars just like fallen and rolled down. He's got like a, a trail of uh paper and cigar <laughs> le- and uh, tobacco leaves down the side of his face, and it like it's he's in like. His face is going red. He's in clear pain. That's enough, Diesel. Okay. <laughs> and I just like let him go and walk over to see what Grandpa Richard's doing with the hand. Um. So you walk over and you see um, Richter holding, kind of like staring um, wide-eyed at this uh, this this page uh, while holding the hand. Uh, which of the two things do you think you would focus on? Probably the hand. I don't have a whole lot of interest in reading, and no one told me if it was real. So I want to check out the hand. Uh, okay, can you roll me a, I'll say a first aid would be fine? Or an appraise. I would also take appraise. <laughs> uh, i got to find first aid. Right underneath firearms. Okay, I have a... a Hard success on first aid, which was very unlikely when it happened. <laughs> so I think um, because you're also good at machines, I think you understand bodies uh, the way a lot of surgeons talk about understanding bodies as machines. So in kind of, I think, taking the hand from Richter, who at this point is like the hand part is done, I think, for you probably. Like it's... it's uh, No? No, I don't think so. Would you continue to clutch it? Yeah, that's Benny. Okay. Uh where did you get that from? Was a question not actually directed at uh, uh, oh. the editor. It was to Benny. Oh, asking oh, Benny. Fuck. All right, that's really cool. Shit. Okay. So, uh, oh, the, then if we want to know what I might obsess on other than the hand, because well, I wouldn't. You can still go over. Well, I guess what I'm curious about. So, if there's something else you'd obsess about, that's fine too. But I I'm think, not going to go golem on this hand, by the well, way. Like, well, yeah, I guess you can in, have a look at so, it. Brian, <laughs> I'll give you the option. Um, <laughs> Yeah, except instead of the ring, he just wants the hand. Yeah. Penny uh, <laughs> and the Jets. <laughs> um, you go over, and I'll give you two options. One is that you explore whatever you were about to suggest okay. you explore. The other is 
you know, when someone's like holding something and two people kind of look at it while one person continues to have control of it, it can be that kind of thing. Like you can explore it while he's holding it. Which, which of the two do you want? Um, I guess the thing that I could put together, if we want to look at like Adrian's experience of Mm -hmm. medicine, which is sort of learning what happens to different people when they've been asleep for different amounts of time. (laughs) Um, Knowing that there was blood on the packaging. If I could see that the hand is real, Mm-hmm. I wouldn't remember the scar. That'd be totally clueless to me. It's just a random hand, but everyone's talking about it like it's Benny, so I'll trust them. But you said that there was blood on like the paper that it was wrapped in. Yep, that's more what I'm interested in. Okay, sure. Because like blood doesn't come out of people who's been asleep a long time. Because mm-hmm. I also think dead people are just asleep. Just I for understand. Yes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, so you go over to check the 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 packaging. Um, so again, it's a it's a small box. Um, that it's like a wooden box that has been wrapped in in butcher's paper. Um, and you can see there's dried blood in it. Um, but it definitely to your experience of of blood having seen blood before because you know sometimes sleepy people injure themselves. Yeah, it's the red juice. Yeah, the red juice. Uh, there's there's some like dried red juice, like the same kind that occasionally you find on the tux, and it's real hard to get out. Da-da! Mm. Uh, Red, that hand came off of somebody who was not asleep. Because there's red juice in the box. You never fail to astound me with your perception. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then I just sit on the desk very proudly and fold my arms over my chest proud. I'd like to revisit my previous point, Mr. Artie. How are we sure that my friend Benny, the owner of this hand, is dead? Look, lady, I'm not sure that he's dead, but usually when someone sends you a severed hand with a message in it, usually means something bad happens to him. And you know what? Look, I like Benjamin. He's a good kid. He's got a good head on his shoulders, even though sometimes he, like, glares at Richter. He's like, sometimes people lead him off the path, but uh, he means well. And, uh, you know, I didn't like any of these bullshit stories about all of his, like, goblins and ghouls and all that shit, but he meant well. And I I hope he's alive. Do you know of anyone who might want to hurt him? Uh, No, no. I mean, he's a beat reporter at... And he kind of like looks around vaguely conspiratorially, like, at admittedly, kind of a small deal paper. I can't think of anyone who'd want to hurt him. Kidding? He's harmless as a fly. He's like a puppy dog. And you said he hasn't been in here for some time. Yeah, a couple weeks, but he's a freelancer. What do you expect? Uh, Can you roll me a, hmm, let me like a... Maybe a psychology check. Um, I would take spot hidden. Uh, we're going to lean on spot hidden a lot, I think, because it's as close as I can get to perception. Um, I'd rather do spot hidden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, yeah, spotting a lie. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I would also just take, if you want to roll out like a pure intelligence check, maybe we'll do that. Yes, please. Yeah, let's do an intelligence check. I think that makes the most sense. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a pass. Like that's a... Yeah, just a regular success? Yep. Cool. Um, so here's the thing. What he's saying is technically true, but you deal in gray area. So you can tell that he's leaving some stuff out. He's he's giving you... He's feeding... Honestly, it's partially because it's what you would do. He's feeding you a very clean story. Um, but you get the sense that he's not giving you all the details. Um, now, you're not sure what that necessarily means, but, uh, yeah, you get the sense that there might be more there. 
I'm still crouched in front of him um, and kind of just eye level at him and just say, um, Mr. Wilmont, I'm used to dealing with far, far worse than you. Now, I'm going to investigate whatever happened to my friend, and if I find out through whatever channel that there are things that you are not telling me, let's just say you might end up a worse fate than my friend Benny here. Uh, can, uh, Diesel, can you roll me an intimidate check? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I reach over and grab a lamp and just fold it in half on the table <laughs> <laughs> sitting at the desk. I've, I've heard her, like, threatening voice, and usually when the words far, far worse happen, we've practiced enough times that I know I have to break something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that was intimidate, correct? Uh, intimidate, or I'd also give you strength, because of the way you described it, it would make sense to me that this might just be, you don't know what the intended effect is, you just know you need to do it. Yeah, no, I said, we'll go with strength then, because, yeah, I think I'm just breaking things. Um, uh, yeah, that's a pass. Um, so, yeah, you, you grab kind of like a, an ornate lamp that looks like it's probably pretty expensive, uh, not that you really care about money. Um, but you've, you've, learned, you've learned to have a good eye for, like, what the most painful thing you can <laughs> snap is. Uh, so you bend it. It's worth a lot of birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> you bend it and twist it. It's probably worth five dollars worth of birthday cake. <laughs> um, Richter, uh, as you hear the, the the twisting of metal, um, you look up and for for some reason you're reminded of spoons. It's just very very fucking strange to you, but there's just kind of irritated for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> just like, something just plucking at the edge of yeah. your, your mind. But then almost immediately, I think you're back to these eyes. Yeah, if you're still holding the lamp, I'd like to think that it doesn't cease to function. It's just horribly misshapen. And so I just, like, gently, like, tap your, like, arm to, like, raise the light a little so I can see <laughs> what I'm doing here. Yeah, I just hold it out <laughs> with one hand. Uh, so I'm going to ask you one more time. Yeah, it somehow it's done beautiful noir lighting on red, so it's the most intimidating it could be. Yeah, like she down. somehow has light like through the, the slatted blade. Yeah. 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 yeah, she's got like the Seymour Skinner Vietnam lights while, <laughs> That's right. while yeah. also having like Morticia Adams eye light. Yeah, because yeah, I also great. have like the Peaky Blinders cap on, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, kind of like throws perfect. my yeah, face in great. shade. I actually hold up my hand and spread my fingers to make the slats <laughs> and get like good lighting for red. That's good. Yeah, you look terrifying. Is there anything I need to know? About this situation, so I do not have to come back here a second time. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. I'm real scared of lights. Uh, I don't tell anybody <laughs> this, uh, but uh, that's, that's, a, that's a real thing for me, yeah. Um, it's like me in real life. <laughs> we all... Yeah, he's from the Mirrorverse. Um, we all have... That's just a real weird deep cut discovery joke for three people. It's just Michelle Yeoh. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so um, he's like, look... Um, we all answer to someone. I answer to someone. Uh, the paper has owners, you know? And uh, a lot of the people who have money in this town aren't too interested in people thinking that this town is, uh, <laughs> you know, haunted. So, you know, honestly, if it was just up to me, I probably would have let Benny run at least one of those stupid stories. He, he cared so much about them. And, uh, you know, I know the old man does too. And there, there's people in town who like that stuff, you know, uh, Helmfirth's always... Uh, people are always talking about weird stuff happening here, you know? Uh, I mean, fuck, my, my mom used to talk tell me stories all the time. But uh, anyway, there are people here who just don't want bad press for the town. There's, uh, there's a lot of interest in the town. We're, we're becoming something. We're on the verge of becoming something. And uh, I, I don't got to tell you, uh, you know, after... Uh, with, with the way the stocks are going right now, the way, the way people are, are, start, are saying things are going... Uh, 
it won't be too long till we're hit by whatever's coming. So if I can help maintain this town's uh, reputation and, and uh, keep the money flowing in, keep the, the real estate interest up, I'll do that. But um, let's just say there's a, there's a few people whose names are going to be on a ballot pretty soon who aren't uh, too interested in uh, stories about uh, ghosts and goblins, if you catch my drift. Where are you keeping the ballot? Uh, your uh, your 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 formidable friend here uh, might need a lesson on civic politics. I got this, honey. Good. Thank you, Mister Wilmot. You've been very helpful. Uh, listen, um, and he, he kind of like like Cheryl is like showing up with like a couple of tufts from the bullpen, and he kind of like waves them off in that classic <laughs> like, "Get out here, you fuckers!" Like we're we're done. That's <laughs> fine. He's like, uh, "Look, I." Uh, as I said, officially, I can't help you. And uh, frankly, I don't even really like you all that much. But um, I like Benjamin an awful lot. And if, if your friend here is right, if he's alive, then uh, if there's anything I can do to help, uh, I just want to see that dumb idiot sitting at, at his desk giving me more bullshit stories I can't publish, uh, one-handed or no. So uh, listen, there's, uh, there's some clippings downstairs. Um, I'll have Cheryl take you down. Uh, you might be able to find something, but uh, any any of our archives, anything we've got is uh, is yours for the taking. Just um, you know, just bring that lovable idiot home, would you? I just love when everybody can work together. And he uh, opens his desk and pulls out a new cigar, and he turns, I think, probably to uh, Diesel, and he's like, "You got a light." No. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Diesel is holding a lamp. Um, <laughs> so, um, Red, do you, do you help him light a cigar? Cool. So, uh, Claire's nodding at me. Sorry. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, right. uh, so, Claire, you, uh, you help him light a cigar. Uh, he kind of awkwardly brushes the <laughs> tobacco and spittle off the side of his face. Um, and uh, he sort of beckons for Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl will uh, lead you down kind of into the um, the sort of dusty archives below. So uh, is there anything else you want to do in the office before you're taken down into the archives? Uh, I think Richter will look up and kind of <laughs> clock Artie Wilmot for the first time <laughs> and be like, and look at like the name on his desk kind of thing. They're like, ah, Mr. Wilmot, pleasure to meet you. Uh, I only have a few questions for you. Like, like they're meeting for the first time. Like yeah, he, no he, conversation. He gives you happened. a full David Duchovny Zoolander. Like, are 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 you serious? I just answered. Uh, but then he looks at Diesel, and Diesel, are you still like menacingly standing there? Or are you leaving? Uh, I just put the lamp down, but I do it hard enough that it kind of cracks the desk a little bit. So he just kind of looks back and goes, "Okay, sure. What? Um, just a few." Small questions. Uh, do you recognize this symbol? And I unfurl the scroll, which had been rolled up at this point. Yep. So he's looking at the symbol for what I assume is the first time. He goes, um, yeah, I, 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 I can't remember where from, but yeah, I, I, I remember seeing that. It was, uh, it, it was, uh, it was years ago. Um, I think it was, uh, it was something to do with that, uh, that church, you know, that, uh, the, the church that burnt down was a weird, weird old place. But, uh, yeah, sorry. That's that's all I got. Okay. Well, I don't want to pursue that line of questioning much further because that's it's kind of like the no-no place in terms of, like, Richter's mindscape. So I'm clocking that. Um, yeah. He, uh, um, 
No uh, more questions. Let's go look at the papers. This Diesel, makes me sad. Diesel, I will say, when you see uh, the symbol, um, you uh, you get a fl- like kind of just a, a memory flash of uh, of it painted. Um, it seemed to be painted on on a wall in, in red, uh, and it makes you it makes you feel real sad. You should burn it. Perhaps. Perhaps I will. Uh, perhaps doing that uh, would awaken some kind of demonic force as well. So we'll wait and see on that one. Uh, another quick question for you, uh, Mr. Editor. Have you called the police when you received a severed hand in the mail? I, I got it minutes before you all busted in, although I'm pretty sure Cheryl's called for the cops now. Uh, I see. She seems the type. Yeah. Well, I'm afraid I don't know how much goods are going to do you in this kind of matter. I think we are the team that you want on this case. Great. Let me guess. You have some catchy name? Well, as a matter of fact, we do. We are called the Mystery Punches. Oh, and that is not something I have heard in a long time. I'll put my hand out to shake, but I'm still holding Benny's hand in, like, handshake form. I'm like, ah, excuse me, Benny, and put my hand out again. He reaches across uh, to shake your hand, uh, and then all of a sudden, a meaty fist kind of accidentally punches his hand away as Diesel, you throw your hand into the circle and almost unwillingly in a voice you don't recognize, you yell Punch it up! This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, and all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are Dum Dum Dice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them and a little bit of thanks to you the fable and folly network where fiction producers flourish so this is the end of the world pretty weird right i'm hannah i'm sure you've probably noticed by now i'm a zombie i didn't even be the last one from the creator of redmond born and 
Cybernautica. I can't exactly control most of the things zombie me does. I'm basically what amounts to a backseat driver in my own body. You learn to kind of just go with it after a while, I think. Like, do I feel bad for eating a family of four when I was new? You bet. Not exactly my favorite memory. <laughs> Anna is living her best unlife, while unknowingly being on a crash course with Callie, an explorer desperately seeking to leave her mark on an American wasteland that seems to be all out of new discoveries. Oh, one might say that it's the comics that got me into this, but between you and me, I'm gonna blame the McSodas. No sense in ruining everything I like in one day. Together, this unlikely pair team up against the dangers of post-apocalyptia. <sighs> okay, okay, this thing is not playing around at all. Shit, incoming! Sometimes I miss the old days. Killing zombies for upstart communities, now that was a lot more simple. A lot more ethical, too. Wouldn't you say so? Don't you think it's a little more ethical to kill a zombie than just some stranger on the road? Panapocalypse. A story about love, death, and robots. Just not the next time.